Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 406. O love, our mother ever dear, to thee we turn from doubt and fear. In perfect peace our thoughts abide. Our hearts now in this truth confide. Man is the child of God. 406. like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and on the home page, you'll see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that and follow it through to the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so, and there you will find our readings for tonight. And our theme tonight is, The Unreality of the Mortal Dream of Being. And the readings will now be given by Amanda from Missouri. 
Bible. Genesis. God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God saw everything that he had made. And behold, it was very good. But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And he slept. Proverbs How long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? When wilt thou arise out of thy sleep? My son, keep thy father's commandment, and forsake not the law of thy mother. When thou goest, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. And when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. For the commandment is a lamp. Deuteronomy If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, saying, Let us go after other gods, thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. Ye shall walk after the Lord your God, and fear him, and keep his commandments, and obey his voice. And ye shall serve him, and cleave unto him. And that prophet, or that dreamer of dreams, shall be put to death, because he hath spoken to turn you away from the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt, and redeemed you out of the house of bondage, to thrust thee out of the way which the Lord thy God commanded thee to walk in. So shalt thou put the evil away from the midst of thee. Job Knowest thou not this of old, since man was placed upon earth, that the triumphing of the wicked is short, and the joy of the hypocrite but for a moment? He shall fly away as a dream, and shall not be found, yea, he shall be chased away as a vision in the night. Jeremiah, deceive not yourselves, neither hearken to your dreams which ye cause to be dreamed. Isaiah, yet now hear, thus saith the Lord that made thee and formed thee from the womb, which will help thee. Awake, awake, put on thy strength. Shake thyself from the dust. Arise, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Violence shall no more be heard in thy land, wasting nor destruction within thy borders. But thou shalt call thy walls salvation, and thy gates praise. The sun shall be no more thy light by day, Neither for brightness shall the moon give light unto thee. 
But the Lord shall be unto thee an everlasting light, and thy God thy glory. Thy sun shall no more go down, neither shall thy moon withdraw itself. For the Lord shall be thine everlasting light, and the days of thy mourning shall be ended. Luke And it came to pass that when Jesus was returned, the people gladly received him, for they were all waiting for him. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet, and besought him that he would come into his house. For he had one only daughter, about twelve years of age, and she lay a-dying. But as he went, the people thronged him. While he yet spake, there cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, Thy daughter is dead. Trouble not the master. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. And all wept and bewailed her. But he said, Weep not. She is not dead, but sleepeth. And he put them all out, and took her by the hand, and called, saying, Maid, arise. And her spirit came again, and she arose straightway. Romans Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Ephesians Be ye therefore followers of God, as dear children. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and from Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. Life is God, the only Creator, and life is immortal mind, not matter. Immortal mind makes its own record, but mortal mind, sleep, dreams, sin, disease, and death, have no record in the first chapter of Genesis. It is well to know, dear reader, that our material, mortal history is but the record of dreams, 
not of man's real existence. And the dream has no place in the science of being. It is as a tale that is told, and as the shadow when it declineth. The heavenly intent of earth's shadows is to chasten the affections, to rebuke human consciousness, and turn it gladly from a material, false sense of life and happiness to spiritual joy and true estimate of being. Awakening from this mortal dream or illusion will bring us into health, holiness, and immortality. This awakening is the forever coming of Christ, the advanced appearing of truth which casts out error and heals the sick. That man is material and that matter suffers, these propositions can only seem real and natural in illusion. Any sense of soul in matter is not the reality of being. If Jesus awakened Lazarus from the dream, illusion, of death, this proved that the Christ could improve on a false sense. Who dares to doubt this consummate test of the power and willingness of divine mind to hold man forever intact in his perfect state and to govern man's entire action? Now if it be true that God's power never waneth, how can it be also true that chance and change are universal factors, that man decays? If God be changeless goodness, what place has chance in the divine economy? Nay, there is in God not fantastic. All is real, all is serious. The phantasmagoria is a product of human dreams. In both the waking and the sleeping dream, the dreamer thinks that his body is material and the suffering is in that body. Now I ask, is there any more reality in the waking dream of mortal existence than in the sleeping dream? There cannot be since whatever appears to be a mortal man is a mortal dream. Take away the mortal mind, and matter has no more sense as a man than it has as a tree. But the spiritual, real man is immortal. Mortal mind is an illusion, as much in our waking moments as in the dreams of sleep. The belief that intelligence, truth, and love are in matter and separate from God is an error. For there is no intelligent evil and no power besides God, good. God would not be omnipotent if there were in reality another mind creating or governing man or the universe. Close your eyes and you may dream that you see a flower, that you touch and smell it. Thus you learn that the flower is a product of the so-called mind, a formation of thought rather than of matter. Close your eyes again, 
and you may see landscapes, men and women. Thus you learn that these also are images, which mortal mind holds and evolves, and which simulate mind, life, and intelligence. From dreams also you learn that neither mortal mind nor matter is the image or likeness of God, and that immortal mind is not in matter. Sleep and mesmerism explain the mythical nature of material sense. Sleep shows material sense as either oblivion, nothingness, or an illusion or dream. To the Christian science healer, sickness is a dream from which the patient needs to be awakened. Disease should not appear real to the physician, since it is demonstrable that the way to cure the patient is to make disease unreal to him. To do this, the physician must understand the unreality of disease in science. Keep distinctly in thought that man is the offspring of God, not of man, that man is spiritual, not material, that soul is spirit, outside of matter, never in it, never giving the body life and sensation. It breaks the dream of disease to understand that sickness is formed by the human mind, not by matter, nor by the divine mind. Therefore, the only reality of sin, sickness, or death is the awful fact that unrealities seem real to human erring belief until God strips off their disguise. They are not true because they are not of God. The dream that matter and error are something must yield to reason and revelation. This revelation will destroy the dream of existence, reinstate reality, usher in science, and the glorious fact of creation, that both man and woman proceed from God and are his eternal children belonging to no lesser parent. When we wake to the truth of being, all disease, pain, weakness, weariness, sorrow, sin, death, will be unknown, and the mortal dream will forever cease. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be 
in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 412. O dreamer, leave thy dreams for joyful waking. O captive, rise and sing, for thou art free. The Christ is here, all dreams of error breaking, unloosing bonds of all captivity. He comes to bless thee on his wings of healing, to banish pain and wipe all tears away. He comes anew to humble hearts, revealing the mounting footsteps of the upward way. Hymn number 412.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, April 14th, 2021. Welcome one and all. At all of our services and meetings, we read from the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. We have uh, several websites, many of whom are in foreign languages, and as a result, we reach people across the globe. People from all over the earth, all over the world have found us, and we're thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. We'd like to encourage everyone to browse through our websites. We have so much to offer in the way of healing and instructive material, and it's all inspired for your reading, studying, and listening, etc. I'd like to turn your attention to our English website. On the home page, we're now featuring the most recent issue of Forum Highlights. And I would also like to say we have really quite a wealth of material. If you go to our homepage, you see every day there's a new calendar statement from our daily calendar. There's also an item called the Daily Watch. This is actually a selection from Gilbert Carpenter's 500 Watching Points. It's renewed every week. We call it a Daily Watch because every day we read it and work with it. And I'd like to also point out our YouTube channel. I don't know how many thousands of YouTube videos we have available, but, you know, if you want to listen to readings, past services, Bible studies, roundtables, music, etc., and there's more, there's so much there. So I can honestly feel like I can say, whatever the need is, we have something on our website that's helpful, that will meet the need. I encourage you to browse through what we have there. Uh, join us every Sunday. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. And we also offer our Sunday school for children. It meets every Sunday at 11 a.m., our Sunday school has a teleconference number of its own, which means that your child can attend by telephone regardless where you live. Call up the church. We'll give you the phone number for the Sunday school, and we would love to welcome your child there. And one more item before we go on. We're going to have a Bible study this coming Saturday. It, meets, it starts at 10 o'clock in the morning. The Bible study questions are posted on the website, so check them out, study the study questions, and come prepared on Saturday morning at 10 o'clock to participate in a lively discussion. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, 
It scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This is going to give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Remember, however, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you and any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Ingrid. Ingrid from California, go ahead. Hi. I, I just want to uh, express my gratitude for the so many blessings that the study of the science of the Christ has brought, not just to me, but uh, to our children, to uh, the community, to the people around us, and I know that we all bless the world with these spiritual truths. I just uh, don't know what I will do without it because it's just so wonderful for everything, for work, for uh, any time at all, anywhere, and just expressing gratitude for all the blessings. Thank you. And thank you, guys. Thank you. Donna. Donna from Oregon. Go ahead. Hi, everyone. I want to thank Mrs. Singletary for her devotion to helping us understand God and Christian science through the roundtable. Every week, it's as though when she sits down to prepare for the next roundtable, she says, now what can I say to help Donna? It's like it was prepared just for my sake. I know that's not the case because other people have said similar things, but she always hits on the information that's just what I need to hear. When I think of the work that goes into it each week, I'm honored to be included in all of it. Mrs. Singletary is a real treasure and should be greatly appreciated for what she's teaching us. I'm also appreciative for all the other workers for the time they give getting the message out to, to not only us, but to so many people throughout the world. There's no other better way to reach peace on earth than to have Christian science in everyone's heart, mind, and soul. Me and Summer, thank you. <laughs> and thank you as well. Jim from Arizona, go ahead. Good evening. I am most grateful for Christian science, for it is the basis of all joy. As, a daily, as, a, as I daily circle the complex that I call home and view the nature's beauty all around us, joy abounds. Looking toward the sky, I noted that not a cloud was visible, only the blueness and beauty of God's creation. I am most grateful. 
Thank you. Joanne. Joanne from Florida. Go ahead. Thank you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you for those readings, Amanda. I want to give thanks for a recent demonstration of God's love. A few weeks ago, I told the practitioner that we were having two friends and my cousin and his wife over for Easter dinner. Well, this may not seem like a big thing, but several months ago, I had spoken to the practitioner about companionship. And as a result, these two longtime friends bought a place next door to us. As for my cousin and wife, thanks to the prayers of the practitioner, that relationship, which had been strained, has turned into a beautiful and loving friendship. But the blessing of the Easter dinner didn't stop there. When I mentioned it to the practitioner, she asked me what I was going to serve, and I told her. I've learned that when you call practitioner, you're not calling upon a human personality, but touching the hem of the garment, that is, touching the Christ consciousness, and it blesses everything that it rests upon. So I know that the practitioner put a blessing upon that meal. The day before I cooked my meal, I prayed that God would perfect it and that all those coming to the dinner would be blessed and fed spiritually with God's love. Well, I cooked in perfect peace, and the dinner came out deliciously. Everyone had a lovely time, and the next day I received a beautiful bouquet of flowers. Even though the card said it was from a grateful cousin, I knew it was more of God's love. I am so grateful for all the Christly help I receive when I call upon practitioner. And I'm grateful that Christian science blesses every aspect of our lives. Thank God for Mrs. Eddy for discovering Christian science and for this church that is so faithful to it. I'm grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Dave, Dave from Florida, go ahead. Yeah, hi. Uh, this morning after I woke up, I all of a sudden started getting the thought that I was getting a sore throat. I felt absolutely fine, but the thought kept coming. I realized that this was nothing more than an aggressive mental suggestion trying to make itself real. I knew that God was my mind and that this was not coming from God, therefore it was not the truth, and I wasn't going to accept it. I stuck with those thoughts and also thought about some of the command statements on page 390 of Science and Health, one of which is, agree to disagree with thine adversary quickly. So that's what I did, and that was the end of it. I'm absolutely fine. I'm grateful for the lessons like this that I have learned in this church, for the healing practitioners here, for Christian Science to be a member here, and thank you, Amanda, for those readings. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. I have two bits of gratitude tonight that came from having the opportunity to play with a 16-month-old baby today. The first is, because of Christian science and all I have learned from my practitioner, my thought is so much quieter and peaceful 
than, bef- than it was before I came to Plainfield. Back then, I was always worried, always anxious, always depressed, and even I didn't want to be around me. The incredible, incredibly practical way that learning to live this science has helped me to get past all that and into this more peaceful place, which allows me to be useful to God and my fellow man and baby is wonderful. I'm so grateful for this science and the undeniable changes to my character that have come from being here. The way that that little child responded so positively to me felt like certain proof of that. My second bit of gratitude calls back to a healing I had a while ago of feeling that I was ugly. Since then, I have indeed been healed of that and have had no recurrences of that feeling bad about myself. The extent of the healing really came to the foreground today when the baby's mother took a picture of the baby and I together. When I saw the picture, I was glad to have a record of that happy moment. It wasn't until many hours later that I realized that picture is honestly the first picture in my life I didn't have an intense desire to destroy. I was really happy for that. To me, it was further proof that Christian science healings are complete and permanent. I'm very grateful for Christian science, for this church, and for the support of my practitioner. It is wonderful to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Shardell. Hello. Thank you for the service tonight. I am so happy to be here. I offer my gratitude to the Plainfield Independent Church, learning about the Bible, the Word of God, and how Mrs. Eddy teaches us to understand this Word spiritually and scientifically as Christ taught. I am beginning to have a glimmer of understanding about true humility. In the lesson this week, Mrs. Eddy states that praying for humility even fervently, does not always mean a real desire for it. My goodness, I had to really think about that. Humility means submission to divine will, self-abasement, true penitence. Submission is to yield or comply to a higher authority. My desire is to pray, listen, and obey taking God into all things big and little in my daily life. I am beginning to understand that if I do this, old beliefs fall away and that I have more peace and become a better worker for church and other duties. Thank you for the wonderful readings and the beautiful hymns that were played tonight so far. Thank you. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight and the music. Uh, Tonight I want to express my gratitude uh, for my practitioner's uh, support in teaching me how to live in the now. Um, I love that I'm learning how to make Bible statements and Mrs. Eddy's writings practical, improving them in our daily life. One of them, uh, trusting God, and he will take care of things for you. Written many different ways in um, the Bible and Mrs. Eddy's writings. I learned an important lesson recently. Uh, Many months ago, I was working on uh, 
a working on a situation and it was not following my outline timetable. I had a plan and I wanted it done in a certain amount of time or by a certain date. And I was quite bothered by it and distressed. I felt that it really wasn't going the direction it should. And I was getting agitated by it. And I know that was not a healing presence or useful to God. And I'm very grateful for the regular practitioner support who would remind me where my focus needed to stay on God and help me chip away a lot of negative expectations. Over the months, I worked diligently to change this attitude with the tools that are given here. It turned out that not one of my feared outcomes happened. One of the activities involving taxes and documentation, which I dreaded, was actually gently, smoothly, and easily taken care of. And after many years of the opposite experience, it was proven that the past had no bearing on the present. The second part of this activity was taken care of without incident, and I witnessed God's provision. An email came uh, that was connected to the other activity, which I had worried about previously, and the one person who could answer my question just happened to cross my path exactly when it was needed and helped me with kindness that also provided the moral support I needed also. And in this situation, we rarely cross paths in this situation, so I know it was God placing him there. This was a huge lesson for me in trust and patience and the futility of outlining and the wrong and negative expectation. I'm so grateful to be learning of the possibilities of good that can come from turning our lives over to the care of our good God. I'm very grateful to God for Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, and this church. Thank you. Betty. Betty from California, go ahead. Good evening. Thank you so much for the music and for the readings tonight. Tonight I would like to express gratitude for an additional healing that came during that, the time that my leg was healed a few weeks ago. During that time, while getting help for my leg, I also saw that it was possible for me to uh, tackle some filing that had been piling up as well as balancing my checkbook and the like. There was a bunch of stuff, needless to say. I was also able to take on some additional work for church. This was such a blessing to do these things. And later I noticed some congestion that I had fairly often in my nose had disappeared and my sense of smell has returned just in time for spring, thank goodness. I am very grateful for Mrs. Eddy, for Christ Jesus, and for Christian science as taught in this church, and also for this Plainfield Church. Thank you so much. Thank you. Now, this is Bruce. You know, in our golden text in our lesson this week, it says... Those that trust in him shall never be desolate. And the him is referring to our dear Father, Mother, our Heavenly Father, God. And it made me very grateful for this church because before I came to this church, I didn't know what it meant to trust God. In fact, a lot of my life was pretty much in fear and disappointment. 
and failure. But God opened the way for me to come here, and we had a teacher in our church here at the time that was amazingly helpful, and this lady trusted God all the way in everything she ever did, said, or anything else. And it was a remarkable example. But it was an example in trusting God. I can remember I had one experience long ago where I was getting ready to go and speak to someone about getting some work. And this practitioner, who was in their church at the time, sat down with me and we talked about it. And she obviously... Uh, sense that I had a little trepidation and a little bit of fear, and we talked about it, that I was to go with confidence, to know that the God went with me, and that I could trust him. And I tell you, that made me put my shoulders up, my head on top of my shoulders, and I stood up straight with so much confidence, and uh, the discussion the following day proved to be very successful. It was short and sweet, but it finished favorably. So I'm very thankful for it. But uh, here's an example of learning how to trust God. And I'm ever thankful for what I'm learning here in this church and to learn to trust him more every, time, every day. Sandy from Nebraska, go ahead. Hi, good evening, everyone. I'm just so grateful every time they have the opportunity to listen to the testimonies of the independence in New Jersey. Everything that is, is remarkable. Um, I had the opportunity to um, to listen to um, some comments of uh, testimony meeting. Um, I wasn't, I was traveling, so I had the opportunity to listen to other Christian scientists' testimony meeting. And I can tell you, the testimony, they were so different, not like the Christian scientists' independence. Every time I listen to the testimony and the way that they explain, I know the, um, the practitioners are so important because I was commenting with one of my friends here, they are listening to you. I say, like, when you sick, you go to the doctor, right? And then you go to the nurse, and the doctor's been studying and that science, and they be able to find out what is wrong with you. I say, it's kind of similar with the Christian scientist practitioner, in my perspective, because this person, there's like Miss Mary Beth, it had devoted her life, or Miss Florence, they devoted their life to story. So when the students come in with the affliction, like the previous testifiers say, the, the Christian scientist practitioner had the mantle of the Christ. I just see something in you every time I hear you guys. All my troubles go away. Even when the previous testifiers say about the picture that he never thought, but never thought that he would look so great when he told the picture with his son. Mother, Father, God, we are his children with the image and likeness. We all eternal beauty. This is what the God tells, not with the mortal senses. And I get so grateful that you guys 
all over the world, all over the planet. It's people listening and reading it, your website. Because I know, because I have friends all over the world, and I share everything I learn, every little by little, of the love of Christ and the love of the Christian scientists in the pen. And the truth, they said, they cast it free, is told by Lord Jesus and Miss Mary Baker Eddy. I'm so grateful for the practitioners, because they spend all the life they bought it to bring that healing of the Christ to all the students that are sick. And you guys are so different than the rest of the Christian scientists. Thank you so much. I don't want to take more of your time and preach your lecture. Thank you, Miss Mary Beth and Miss Florence. You guys are great. God bless you and continue your hard work sharing this beautiful love of God with humanity. Good night. Thank you. Luba from Ohio, go ahead. I'm so grateful for Christian Science and this church. It has brought me a greater understanding of God and so much more. I have been dealing recently with loss of a loved one, and I'm so very grateful to my practitioner's daily support. Just been a blessing to me in so many ways. And I'm so grateful to be here this evening. Thank you. Thank you. Craig. I thank, I thank Jared for the inspiring music and the, and the hymns, 412. So it always makes me cry slightly. <laughs> I uh, thank Amanda for those enlightening readings. Look, seeing through the dream of matter, <clears throat> we don't have to, we only have to accept the good, not anything else. Well, I really wanted to give grateful gratitude for seeing the truth work in my life these last couple of months. Every time, uh, it's spring, it's a beautiful time, but uh, I was regularly faced with the question, wow, not by myself, by someone else. Gee, there's so much to do here. And it's, look at this, this is so much to do here. And almost automatically, I would say to myself, I'm not going to get into discussing an argument, but I just know God will provide the opportunity. And that God will make it right. He doesn't stress, He doesn't strain any of us, but He will make it right. And this went on and on and on. And, and I just took it one step at a time and uh, beautified our property, cutting the grass and raking the leaves and creating a compost pile in fun with the radio on. And, and uh, little by little, it just appeared to be a lovely, beautiful place. And the people around me started saying, you know, wow. And, started lifting their heaviness and came out to join me. <laughs> and I uh, thank God for the uh, truth that allows to just trust God and not get into heaviness and darkness, or, but just to go forward, do what we need to do and see the splendor. And the Martin birds saw it too, and they came and they started making a birdhouse. We haven't seen them for years. and. Uh, the birds were chirping and happy, singing in the mornings, and the woodpecker 
was waking me up. I had a nice time. <laughs> so uh, I just uh, thank God for that. Plus, with this came patience, and I had misplaced, well, couldn't find something of my son's. I wanted to give it to somebody who could use it. They were expensive, but uh, I wouldn't get upset, but I trusted God. And just when, this afternoon, I said, God, what next? And he sent me to my car, and I, I said, oh, there's a bag there for grassy, and there's a bag there for some other things I was giving away. And right inside, I, there was the shoes that were hardly used. And I, that ended anything that was on my list of things to do. I thank God for his uh, care for us, his direction, and his holding us up to the point where we can see that, it, you know, we actually experience that all is well. Thanks for Mary Baker Reddy. Thank you. Dede from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. I'm grateful that my strongest desire is to know God more, to feel him nearer, and to use what I'm learning in Christian science about him and my true self to bless and empower others as he directs. This new way of living has been a great healing. It makes me feel stronger and gives me much joy, and I'm most thankful for it. Thank you, Amanda, for tonight's readings and to everyone for all the testimonies given. I'm so grateful for everything that I'm learning every single day in this church, and I'm thankful to be here tonight. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. I'll start off reading from our uh, church website bulletin board, uh, The First New York. I'm very grateful for this past Wednesday testimony meeting that was read from a lady in Ghana. She was experiencing the same physical beliefs I've also been experiencing. I have been greatly encouraged by her testimony, and it has filled me with renewed hope that God is a present help, always and never fails to assist us at all times and under every circumstance no matter what it may be, that tries to hypnotize us away from God's loving care. Thank you, Florence, for reading and sharing that beautiful testimony from the lady in Ghana. And then Missouri. <clears throat> during the discussion during this morning's roundtable for April 11th regarding how to resist becoming discouraged, this citation from Mrs. Eddy's address to the Concord Church February 1899, in Miscellany, page 149, came to mind. Quote, Remember, thou canst be brought into no condition, be it ever so severe, where love has not been before thee, and where its tender lesson is not awaiting thee. Therefore, despair not, nor murmur, for that which seeketh to save, to heal, and to deliver will guide thee if thou seekest this guidance." End quote. Florida, thank you for today's roundtable and its coverage of the trap of discouragement. We always look forward to these roundtable discussions and are very grateful for all the prayerful preparation that goes into them. There's always something we can learn from them. Thank you so much. And another one from Florida. 
In appreciation for the wonderful resources made available at your church, I wanted to share a poem by Mrs. Eddy from the Red Book, addenda page 16. Today, he who hath made thee whole will keep thee day by day. He who hath spoken to thy soul hath many things to say. He who hath gently taught yet more will make thee know. He who hath wonders wrought still greater things will show. He loveth always, faileth never, then rest in him today, forever. And then Virginia. In my printed copies of the March 2021 Love is the Liberator, I found the insert, Models of Excellence, Mary Baker Eddy issue. What a happy surprise to find this very special presentation, including a dear and loving picture of Mrs. Eddy on the cover. This was produced for the Sunday School children, and it can be found on the Sunday School section of the church website. I am so grateful for all those involved in the Sunday School work, giving the children a clear and strong foundation, making God a very real presence and power for good in their lives. They are given basic truths to follow from the Bible, and in, in this issue, are concrete examples to follow from the life of Mary Baker Eddy as she followed Christ Jesus, and all done through love. And then this was an email from India. I'm very happy and feeling very joyful when I listen to the lesson in the Punjabi language. The previous lesson, Are Sin, Disease, and Death Real?, is really amazing and I am enjoying, enjoying listening to it again and again. I am also looking for more books in my languages, Hindi and Punjabi, to read and get my spiritual food from them. God place his grace on you and the whole team in the Christian Science Church, in Jesus' name. And then this one from England. I'd like to express gratitude for the writings which the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent are conserving, protecting, and making widely available to the world. I have recently obtained a hard copy of the Blue Book, The Course in Divinity and General Collectania, and have been also reading essays and other footprints, <clears throat> footprints which is available on the Plainfield Church website. Both are giving me lots to think about, and I will need to come back to them again for further consideration. I feel they contrast markedly with the rather lightweight feel of the publications from the organization, and I am very grateful for finding Plainfield and all the early workers. I am very grateful for the Bible studies and roundtable sessions which I look forward to, and it, it is particularly helpful to hear passages from the Bible discussed, which I have struggled with, and often not been happy that I haven't, have not understood their meaning. I'm very grateful for the life and example of Christ Jesus, for the dedication of Mrs. Eddy, for the contributions of everyone at the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, and also for regular practitioner support. Thank you, and with love to you all.
Thank you very much for those readings tonight. I'm so grateful for how Mrs. Eddy explains chapter one and chapter two in Genesis, how chapter one is the real creation where God made everything and behold, it was very good. And then the mist came up and things were not so good anymore. But she explains that so clearly that it is not the truth of being. The first creation is the real one. And the mist is just the mist of mesmerism. And what we see, we think we see, is not really the truth. And I have learned so many things from this. I loved where it was read tonight from retrospection and introspection that it is well to know, dear reader, that our material mortal history is but the record of dreams not of man's real existence, and the dream has no place in the science of being. It is as a tale that is told, and as the shadow when it declineth. The heavenly intent of earth's shadows is to chasten the affections, to rebuke human consciousness, and to turn it gladly from a material, false sense of life and happiness to spiritual joy and the true estimate of being. So I have found when disturbing things come up, and they do, whether it's a, of a physical nature, a financial nature, relationship problems, instead of immediately getting upset and entangled in it, to perhaps step back a bit and see what the heavenly intent of this situation is, what lesson is there to be learned from this? For instance, if you are having a physical problem, there's lessons to be learned about God's goodness and how he created you spiritually, and he did not make this physical problem, and therefore there's a way out of it. There's a way out of this belief, and you will find it. And this is the heavenly intent. Or perhaps you have a a child that is unruly or upsetting in some way, and not, instead of getting right away getting all upset and intense about it, to step bad, back a bit and ask yourself, what is the heavenly intent? Perhaps it is to know that you were never a personal creator, that God has created all. He's created you, he's created this child. And in knowing this, and seeing God as the father mother of all, there is healing and peace can be restored to your home. I say these things because I have proven and experienced these things, and I know it to be true. So I am grateful for this lesson. We can dispel that Adam dream as was read tonight. We can awaken from it and see the truth of God's creation in every situation that might give us some kind of problem or discouragement or whatever else it suggests. I'm so grateful to Mrs. Eddy and all that she has taught us in her textbook. I'm certainly grateful for all the testimonies, the beautiful music, and the wonderful readings tonight. Thank you, and, and God bless you all. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number six. Abide not in the realm of dreams, 
O man, however fair it seems, but with clear eye the present scan, and hear the call of God and man. In number six. <laughs> 